Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents...
The monstrous voice boomed overhead, its enormous echo smashing violently through the cold white halls of the Silentage. Despite both the thing's thundering voice and ponderous movements, the place held, not a crack to be seen defiling its perfect sterile lines. Mr. Duluth, turn on the overhead monitors and patch in the feed from the external cameras. You got it, sir. The presentation room had a couple of massive screens hanging in the back, which I was kind of surprised to see were still attached to the wall. It didn't take but a minute for Duluth to have the feed from the outside security cameras displayed, and what they showed rivaled anything I'd seen inside a Bolgia. Both of them. The sky was gone. The entire storm pushed aside by something so big it pressed the boundaries of what the real physical world could articulate in sane, sensible terms. It, Batna, I guess, appeared as an infinite churning expanse of alien flesh, punctuated by immense howling maws and glaring baleful eyes that could have passed for alien moons. The creature had entirely replaced the sky hanging over the visible world like an organic thunderstorm, extrusions of barbed flesh lashing the frozen earth like living, pulsing lightning bolts. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That... Jesus, that can't be real, can it? I'm afraid it is, Shane. Anyone got any fucking idea what that thing, Batna, is? It said it came for something. An Asul. Devlin, any ideas? There are more things in heaven on Earth, Horatio, than I dreamt of in your philosophy. Yeah, thanks for the Shakespeare lesson. But I was hoping for something a little more practical. As we all just sat there, dumbstruck, we watched as a portion of the living storm nearest the entrance to the Silentage began to swirl, creating a sort of biological tornado. Corded lengths of flexing sinew corkscrewed down from the pulsing sky, touching down and flinging snow, frozen earth, and stone alike. After the conflagration of monstrous tentacles slowly withdrew into the breathing firmament, they revealed the product of their twisting work. A giant, monstrous woman. She stood at least 50 feet tall, with a tangle of countless tentacles, clawed limbs, forked tails, and lashing tongues forming a waving, living cloak that unfurled behind her. The rest of her clothing resembled that of a queen's, except that it was made from squirming peels of silken skin. Even the ivory crown perched high atop her head was made from drooling spikes of long, curving teeth. A savage beauty comprised the features of her face, a perfect alignment of fangs and glowering eyes. Sprouting from the back of her cloak, folded wings reached so high, their hooked upper tips damn near touched the bottom of the teethy storm roiling above her. 
I don't think anyone so much as breathed as we all gawked at the thing. And then she spoke. As you can see, Nasul, my vengeance cannot be escaped. I would devour worlds, suns, the universe itself to at last taste your final screams in my mouth. And now you've trapped yourself, the pale stone of your shelter proof against your power, with nothing but me and mine, for as far as the eye can see. Not content to give the monster the last word, Spider clicked on the external loudspeaker and delivered his retort. You are truly unparalleled, Batna. The sweep of your wings snuff the stars. Your claws bleed the skin of space itself. Your teeth crack the cold stone of comets, and your hunger, an undeniable force of nature. I do not fear you, great queen of monsters. I am in awe of you. But even you can overstep your bounds. And I will be forced to instruct you in the lessons of pain and failure should you remain. Depart or else. <laughs> Tell me, Nasul, why have you not chosen to instruct me in these lessons earlier? Perhaps when I devoured your children, or when I crushed your armies underfoot, or sacked your city of dead witches. <laughs> no, Nasul. I have endured all you have to offer, <laughs> and laughed. All I've left you is but a simple choice. Will you come to me on your own, or shall I be forced to come for you? Pull you squealing like a rabbit from your hidey hole. Though it would pain me beyond measure, I will destroy you, Batna. My good work cannot be interfered with. You have been warned. While he talked a good game, I couldn't see how Spider could pull out a win. Hell, the guy couldn't even track down a missing lab. What about you, Hanuma dogs? Shall you spare yourself a crushing death at my jaws 
and bring me your master. The offer stands to one and all. I will give you the remainder of the day to decide. And then I shall come for you all. With Batna's concluding words, the cyclone of skin returned to Enfolder, lifting the monster into the clutching, caterwauling heavens. All eyes went to Devlin and company. I think the trio practically smelled the burgeoning sentiment. Send that bastard spider out to face the music. So, Devlin, what's, uh, Nasul? The lieutenant, or whatever he was, shot a look at me. It was a deep one. One of those moments when the eyes tell a story. I could see the man wasn't just some toady doing his master's bidding, that there was something brooding and singular about him. But the most important thing about his eyes was what they were missing. Fear. His pupils were rabbit holes, and they went down into darkness that never seen the light of day. On the plus side, and much like the Hanuma, whatever Devlin might have been on the outside of the silentage, now he was just a guy. And as far as I could tell, he wasn't even strapped. But I wasn't exactly sure that was a good sign. I have no idea what a Nasul is, Agent. But I think there are bigger questions that need to be addressed at the moment. There was a weird air of respect, even reverence, to his pronunciation of the word, as if I'd maligned it so much that he needed to correct it, redeem it. Our conversation ended abruptly when a contingent of Hanyuma marched in and gathered around Devlin and his plus two. I couldn't make out what they were all saying, but Devlin's expression only soured. Being caught out of the loop, our team decided to have their own huddle. You said you ran into the Carnivian while you traveled to the Kepler station. Was that creature, this queen of monsters, among them? If that thing we just saw on the screen was out there with us, we wouldn't have made it back. But that thing is a Carnivian, is it not? You got the shit beat out of me, Doc. But I'd have to wager it is. Can't see it being anything else. It's metamorphic ability. Combined, of course, with the fact that such a creature has already infiltrated the silentage, makes the probability of Botna being a Carnivian almost a certainty. And when did the lot of you run into additional Carnivian? A tale for another time, Dr. Haskell. We must focus on our current dilemma, which, by the looks of things, may be worse than we suspect. Mesmer was referencing Devlin and company, how they just took off out of the room like their asses were on fire. Yeah, that there can't be good. Generally, I'd say anything that worries those guys is good news for us, but, uh... Now that we're all in the same boat, I'm not so sure. Maybe they're smelling a revolt coming on. That thing said if we turn over the Nasul thingy, which I gotta assume is that there spider, it'd let us all go. I don't see the Hanuma turning anytime soon, and we sure as shit aren't equipped to do anything to him. There must be over a hundred of them in here. What do you think, Romy? Any chance they'll turn? Romy? Now where the hell did she get off to? 
I don't know, but in her current state, I say we better go and find her. What do you mean, current state? Like you said, Doc, a tale for another time. Come on, Shane. Call me if you need us, Doc. I shall. Please keep me appraised. Time seems to be of the essence here. You got it. When we got outside, the Hanyama were buzzing around like angry hornets in a hive, getting ready for whatever was going to happen. <laughs> Somehow they don't look so tough no more. Too bad they just don't give Spider the old heave-ho. Probably be best for everyone. Well, everyone except Spider. Uh, maybe that's because I can't find the door to kick his ass out of. Look. What the hell? The door's gone. What do you wager that all the doors to the outside are gone? I really wish I had some idea of what the Silentage is playing at. You mean, whoever's controlling the Silentage, don't you? Buildings don't make plays, Chief. Not even ones made of pale matter. You heard it yourself, the voice back out there at the Kepler station. It said they didn't want no one else involved in this here shit. And now, all of a sudden, this batting shows up and the doors disappear. I'd say whatever the play is, it's been cooking for a while. Yeah, I guess my head's been a bit off. Nah, your head's where it's supposed to be, on your kin. Speaking of which, where are we looking? I'll check out our room in the library. Why don't you hit the kitchen and the labs? Sounds good. Been needing me a brew anyways. All right, call if you find anything. Otherwise, we'll meet back at your room. Will do. I was fractured. Each part of me moving in different directions, across two worlds. The silentage and the nightmare that overcame me surfaced once the truth came out. A separate part of me had been allocated to do the steering, the talking, the killing. She'd always been there, waiting for me to break, the part of me that absorbed the darkness like a sponge, the nightmare to my dream. I watched powerless as she navigated the stark hallways, the Hanyama, Devlin, Isaiah, and when my mother came melting out of the ether, as she so often did when my head wasn't screwed on tight enough, the other me just slapped her aside, stepping past her with all the indifference of stone. She didn't care about such things, not even the giant Carnivian, Botna. She didn't want freedom or safety or even the truth. There was only one thing on her mind, vengeance and she knew exactly who to see about it. Stalking past the lines of Hanyama who were too busy to notice her, she glided down the long flight of cellar stairs into the darkness. Without lighting her eyes, she navigated the pitch. I don't know how long she waited in the shadows before he came. 
and he wasn't alone. Marilings filled the darkness of the underground, the ones I was blood-related to, and many, many more. Well, look, everyone. If it isn't our sister. Just fresh from the truth, I see. <laughs> you know, if there's something that I just can't stand the taste of, it's the truth. <laughs> it's just so bitter. What about you, my dear sweet sister? How does it taste to you? It was awful, like medicine. But then again, they say all good medicine tends to sour the tongue. They also say that a spoonful of sugar helps it go down easier. I wonder if that's true. Does sugar help? <laughs> Indeed it does. Indeed it does. <laughs> I want them all dead, brother. Everyone from the Consortium. Every last goddamn one of them. Hmm. I don't think your employers will take too kindly to you sanctioning the death of such a highly regarded Esotark. Even one who may have gone a little astray. Well, then I suppose we should kill them too, don't you think? <laughs> Rosemary! Just Mary will do. You mean like Nightmare? Get it? Nightmare? <laughs> Tell me why, brother. Why are you doing all this? I want to know once and for all. Mary's question spread silence among the assemblage of nightmares. It was the first time it had ever been posed with that kind of edge. Sugar's eyes went to where Mary's hand lingered at her bailiff. Do you know what an amphibian is, dear sister? Of course I do. A creature that can live both on land and in water. What does that have to do with anything? More specifically, an amphibian is home to neither land nor water. It requires both to be what it is, what it was meant to be. And without that duality, do you know what they are? <laughs> I'll tell you, they're dead! <laughs> uh, pure and simple. We're the amphibians, Rome, er, Mary. <laughs> we were carved from both waking and dreaming. The coming darkness is the sea. Just endless water. Once it's upon us, there'll be no more need for us amphibians, I'm afraid. The wakeless, on the other hand. Well, once the barriers fall, they'll open the harrows and fill this place with infinite haunted slumber, where they can romp in the quicksilver waves of molten reality. All while our outmoded corpses rot in the shifting drink. Gloomhest. He put you up to this, didn't he? He's been feeding us clues through you, below board, as to how to avert the next darkness. And the entire time you've watched over us, while the powers that be put us through the ringer, testing and traumatizing us. 
<laughs> By Jove, I think she's got it. <laughs> You've always been the smartest of us. <laughs> but you couldn't have pulled all this off on your own. Not from the outside. Just like you can't be coming and going from the silentage without help. Tell me, who do you have on the inside? Who's been helping you this whole time, dear brother? Who indeed? Rosemary, y'all in here? No one's here but me, Mr. Starkweather. Just Shane is fine. Well, I thought if she'd be anywhere, it'd be in the lab. Her being the brainy type and all. Oh well, I guess I'll just keep on looking. Talk to you later, Doc. Uh, pretty sure this is uh, where the Dora come in was. Goddamn place with its missing doors and shit. Is there another way out of this here room, Doc? Shane, did you know that we have a friend in common? What's that now? Friend in common? The family man. The one who took your eye. What you know about that? He killed my brother. Well, it was really my mother's fault. She tried to make a deal with the killer artist to help her put an end to a terrible little game he was playing. And when he turned her down, she sent my brother to destroy him. In the end, the family man killed him. It only goes to show how the world is changing. And for the worse, that a simple man should be capable of killing the likes of my kind. But all that is about to change. already helped me so much. Whoa, what the fuck are you? I am cold and steel and stone and clocks. And I could never have baited my trap for the Nasu without the Cellar King. And the Nasu, in turn, allowed me to bait the Carnivian Queen. So for that, you have my thanks. Suit yourself. Don't tell me who he is. Won't matter a spit in a few seconds anyway. I'm afraid soul-piercing rounds are no better than bottle caps against me, assassin. There is, in fact, little that can deter me. But fear not, Mr. Starkweather. You will not be the first to learn that lesson. What are you doing? Get back there now. No! No! The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. 
and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. And now for something completely different. A little sleep-wake psycho jingle by No Sleep's incomparable David Cummings. The Carnivian Queen. Carnivian Queen. She's a nightmare, not a dream. And when Barnard's time has come, just two twins on the run. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 